Uh, I want to speak out of Romans 6. Romans is a book in the New Testament, verse 4. It says this, We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. All throughout the Bible, God makes promises about a new life, a new day, uh, new opportunities that he does through Jesus Christ in our lives. Uh, And the promise is that we might live a new kind of life, leaving the old life behind, taking a hold of of something new, something fresh that uh, God has promised. And we've just had Christmas. Can you imagine whether as a child or or even as a parent, uh, or firstly as a child going to the Christmas tree as a kid and you pull out your presents, they're all wrapped and you open them up and uh, they're just... Uh, all broken and they've, your parents have like maybe found it from the tip <laughs> or maybe the council clean up or something like that and they went oh this will do wrap it all up you open it up and it's broken or it's uh, only part of the pieces are there uh, or as a parent can you imagine actually doing that going oh you know this will do this will do I'll, I'll find this oh, I found this car on the side of the road this uh, matchbox car or whatever depending on how old your children are I'll just wrap that up, I'll give it to them. I can't imagine as a parent, and I can't imagine as a child, uh, thinking that that would be acceptable, or that would be normal, that would be okay, something that was, that was broken. Uh, I remember Nick's dad used to talk about the time when he was a kid, and his father was a bit of a practical joker. Um, he got their kids together, there was four of them, and in those days they had it like a Christmas catalogue. And he gave them the catalogue and he said, uh, just pick, you can pick anything in the catalogue. Anything you like in the catalogue, you can have it for Christmas. So you can pick one thing. So, you know, they excitedly went, they spent time going through the catalogue and they all picked their thing and they said, this is what I want, this is what I want. When Christmas Day came round, his father had cut out the picture of the thing that they wanted and said, here you go. <laughs> Uh, I hope that he then came out with something else, but he's, uh, he, uh, Nick's dad always used to tell that story about, about uh, like the excitement about having this thing and then the disappointment about the fact that it wasn't actually the thing, it was a picture of the thing. Sometimes when we come to the Bible and we read the promises, can you imagine God saying, hey, here's the promises of the Bible, of a new life, of a changed life, of opportunity that if you believe you can receive and things can change and the hope and the possibility. Can you imagine God putting that, laying that out before you like a catalogue and then when you begin to pray or you begin to believe or you begin to hope, he goes, ha ha, it's not real. Here's just a picture of the thing that you wanted. You can't actually have the real thing. That's not what the Bible's like. And yet oftentimes because of circumstances or we've prayed or we've believed or we've hoped for and then we sort of give up and we think oh well you know the Bible says that but that's never really going to happen it's never really going to take place we 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 begin to uh, lower our expectations if you like you can imagine uh, Nick's dad (laughs) the following year uh, may have lowered his expectations in regards to what he was going to get but the Bible is full of promises And God is a God that says, if you hold on to these promises, if you follow me, if you live life the way 
I lay it out, then all of these things are possible. The Bible says all the promises of God are yes in Jesus Christ. The promises of transformation, the promises of forgiveness, the promises of healing, the promises of provision, the promises of, uh, of uh, undoing the mistakes of yesterday and, and leading us into a great tomorrow. So I want to talk about seizing this year and, and bo- the Bible way, the God way of taking a hold of 2019. Uh, it's pretty simple, really. It's simple, but it's not easy because it ran, runs counter to often the way we like to live our lives. We like to have control. We like to know all the details. Anybody like that? You want to know all the details, every little part? I know when Nick and I are going out or going somewhere, so we go, oh, we're going here. I want to know what time uh, we're supposed to be there, what time we are going to plan to leave, <laughs> and, and all the details in between. I, like, I just like to know. Um, and yet oftentimes when it comes to God, he goes, well, I'm not going to tell you everything. Uh, you've got to trust me. So two things I want to focus on uh, this morning in regards to how to seize the, 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 uh, the year, 2019, to have your very best year. Number one, you're going to seize it with new thinking. Everyone say new thinking. Jesus wants to take out our old thinking and beliefs the things that have held us back, the things that have restricted us, restricted our ability in trusting Him and moving forward and to replace it with a new kind of thinking that comes from His Word. Many of you have probably heard this scripture quoted numerous times, uh, but it's very, very powerful. It says in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, the NIV translation, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed, how? By the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. When? When your mind is renewed. You'll be able to test what is good, is pleasing, and His perfect will is. There's so much power in in the way we think about ourselves, our life, our future, our world, other people. And it's important that, that what we think and how we think is transformed and aligns itself with what God says because that is what unleashes God's promises into our world. Transformed. Having our thinking transformed. Another verse in Proverbs 23, 7 says, As he thinks in his heart, so is he. As we think, as we, as we meditate, our mind is a powerful thing and it begins to not only project, but begins to develop the life that we imagine in our hearts and in our minds, whether that's positive or whether that's negative. And one of the biggest obstacles to us taking a hold of everything that God has for us, and the Bible talks about it a lot, is worry. Worry. Worrying about our life, worrying about our future, worrying about our children, worrying about our career, worrying about our education. Uh, Jesus talks about it a lot. You know, there's another scripture, you may have heard this, it says the devil comes to kill, to steal and to destroy. And the reality is, if he can't kill your dream or if he can't kill you or if he can't uh, kill what you're trying to develop, then he will steal it or he'll attempt to steal it. One of the biggest ways he uses, one of the biggest tools he uses to steal from you is worry. Could it be possible that the devil is stealing your today by getting you to worry about tomorrow? Tomorrow. 
So you're not even enjoying the things that you currently have because you're worried that you're either going to lose them or you're not going to have them for tomorrow. And so the devil will often get us to worry, to fear, to be concerned about tomorrow, about our job, about our, our mortgage, about our career, about our relationship. So many things in our world that, that are uncertain. And instead of, instead of uh, thinking about them in a positive way, like you say, what's the difference between thinking and worry? I just, my worry is just thinking a lot. Now, thinking is where you begin to develop um, a plan or a, or a pathway to change. Worry is just spinning your wheels over and over and over again. And um, we're, all, we're all susceptible to it. The worst time, I don't know about you, but the worst time for me is if I wake up in the middle of the night. Anybody else like that? And then it's all there. You start thinking about, all, what about this? What about that? What, what about if this happens? What about if this doesn't happen? And all these things start happening and they're all, none of them are real. They're just possibilities that could happen. And it's really important that we uh, learn to control worry and anxiety because it will rob us. It'll steal us of the joy of having the things that God has currently given us and the joy of the journey. Life's a journey. Life is not a destination. You're not going to get there one day and go, wow, I'm so happy. No, it's, it's enjoying the journey of walking with God, of seeing His provision, of seeing His plan work out in our life, of seeing Him work on our behalf. That is the joy of the Lord. It's not like one day when I get this, one day when I arrive there, one day when this happens, I'll be happy. And then we're constantly worried that what if that doesn't happen and, what if, and working it all out, but to go, you know what? I'm going to enjoy today. I'm going to enjoy what I have now. I'm going to enjoy the things that God has already done in my world and in my life. And I'm going to slowly and assuredly walk with Him to see His purpose and plan take part part uh, in my life. Worry. Always worried about fear or loss or lack for tomorrow. There's a story about a kid who was fresh out of business school, had his business degree, and uh, he answered, well, he majored in, in accounting, and uh, he answered an ad in the paper, or actually seek.com, uh, and he's being interviewed uh, by a man who ran a small business, and the man said to the, to the young graduate, he said, I need someone with an accounting degree, but mainly I'm looking for someone to do my worrying for me. <laughs> and he goes, uh, and the, the, the young person being interviewed goes, excuse me, what do you mean? He goes, well, I worry about a lot of things, but I don't want to have to worry about money. Your job will be to take all the money worries off my back. That's what I'm paying you for. He goes, okay. He goes, and how much does the job pay? He goes, I'm going to start you on $100,000 a year. He goes, wow, that's a lot of money for a young graduate. <laughs> he goes, $100,000. He goes, he looks around, he goes, this is a pretty small business. He goes, how can a small business like yours afford to pay a graduate $100,000 a year? And the owner says, that's your first worry. <laughs> <laughs> And although we laugh at that story, you know, the Bible makes it clear that the transference of worry is the key 
to living a successful Christian life. Although that, that uh, business owner wanted to transfer his worries onto a young graduate, the Bible says the transference of our worry onto God is the key or one of the major keys in living the life God has called us to live because life is never, ever going to be perfect. We're never, ever going to have it all together. We're never, ever going to have everything we want. We're never, ever going to be in a place where we go, you know what? I just don't have to worry anymore. There's nothing to worry about. There's always going to be stuff to worry about. There's always going to be things out of our control. There's always going to be, it's just, that's the world that we live in. And that's why Jesus repeatedly said, trust in God. Worry about nothing. Don't worry about tomorrow. Take a hold of today. Do what you can. Walk with God. He's going to work everything out for you. That's good news, isn't it? So transferring our worry over to God. God, I'm not going to worry about it. That's easier said than done, isn't it? God, it's in your hands. God, you're going to look after that. That doesn't mean you don't have anything to do because Philippians 4, 6 says, be anxious for nothing, but by prayer and supplication, make your requests known to God. So to pray, to meditate, to look for strategies, God's way, God's path is a part of it. But learning to trust in God, learning to put our worry in His hands to change the way we think about ourselves, our life and our future. If you can do that, if I can do that, if we can do that in 2019 and learn to transfer that, I tell you, you'll have one of the best, the best years you've ever had. And maybe things won't change so much, but you'll enjoy it a lot more than you would if you were just worried constantly about what's not happening or needs to happen. The second thing, and I just want to do two, there's, there's plenty, but uh, God not only wants to change the way we think by transforming our mind, He wants to change our attitudes. I want to say attitude, to bring new attitudes out of the renewing of our mind. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22 to 24 says this in the New Living Translation. Throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Let the Spirit. Let the Spirit renew. That means it's not going to happen by God's decision. It's not going to change just because you've given your life to Christ. We have the power to allow God through His Word to make... The, we can make the decision to go, you know what, I'm going to change the way I think. I'm going to change my attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, true righteousness and holy. Let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. I want to encourage you in 2019 to make a decision. If you're going to have a New Year's resolution, to say, God, I want you to help me to change my thoughts, the way I think, about myself, my life, my future, and my attitude towards myself, other people, and everything that is around me. Attitude is a settled way of thinking. If you look at the definition, an attitude is a settled way of thinking or feeling about something. So often we, 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 uh, we have a thinking about something or a feeling about something, and then that's it. We, we never change it. We refuse to change it. We protect it. It's just the way it is. That's called an attitude. 
Uh, some of the synonyms, a point of view, a frame of mind, a way of thinking, a way of looking at things. God wants you to change some of those attitudes in 2019 because we've just developed them through experience or through uh, certain situations or through certain learnings and yet they may not necessarily be built upon truth. They're just built upon our perception of things and God's saying, you know what, I want to break some of those things down. I want you to build your life upon the rock which is God's word and as you do that, you'll find that you can build the life that God's called us to live. So how do we do it? How do we change our thinking? How do we change our attitudes? What's the process? So if you look through the scriptures, I mean, it's pretty, again, it's pretty simple. The Bible is a very simple book, but it's not easy to apply because it, it demands of us change. And none of us like to change. But God has said, if you make a decision that you want to change by his spirit, he'll help you change. So we just got to say, you know what? I want to change. Once we accept God, there's things in my life that need to change. There's things in my life that need to, to, to be more aligned with the way uh, you see me, you see my world, my life, my purpose, my reason for being. Once you make the decision say, God, I want that to change, help me, that's the first step. He will begin to work in our lives. So how do we do it? Trust. Trust. Listen to this scripture. This is again the New Living Translation. Trusting in God means believing in the absolute reliability of his character and his word. Trusting in his character and his word. I go back to that story. If we think that God is just holding up a mirage or, or a picture of a promise that he's never going to fulfill, that we are never going to be able to have, guess what? We're never going to trust. And so we've got to come back and make a decision. You know what? I'm going to believe what God says. In 2019, I'm going to, I'm going to align my thinking, my thoughts and my attitudes around what God says about me, about my life, about his promises, about my future. And no matter what the circumstances are saying at that particular point in time, I'm going to believe God's word. I'm going to begin to confess God's word. I'm going to begin to speak what God says as opposed to just reaffirming the current circumstances, the current reality. That doesn't mean we're denying what is really there, but the Bible is all about God taking us from one place and moving us to another. And that process happens as we change the way we think as we align our thinking with God's word his spirit comes on and things begin to change it's not going to happen overnight but as we consistently confess speak live out God's ways and change the way we think it will come to pass that's his promise trust in God's plan number one trust in God's plan for your life and your future Proverbs 3, 5 to 7 in the New Living Translation says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his, This is the New Living Translation. I love this, this version. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek His will in all you do. And He will show you which path 
to take. Do not be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. I love this scripture. Again, it's so simple, but it's so challenging. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Not part of your heart. Oh, yeah, God, I'm trusting you as long as these things come together in this time frame. And if you do it by this date, then we're all good. But if you don't, then, hey, I'm just going to take it back and I'm going to do my own thing. No, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. You know, there's an old country song. And uh, one of the lines is, how can it be wrong when it feels so right? (laughs) How can it be wrong when it feels so right? Have you ever made a decision that felt so right at the time? And yet a little bit later on, it was like, wow, that was a mistake. Maybe in a relationship. (laughs) Oh, this feels so right. Maybe it was a job offer. Just, wow, this is is amazing. That feels like the right thing. And then you get into it. It's like, whoa, this is not what I thought it was going to be. Or maybe it was an investment. Or going into business with a friend that just seemed so right at the time. Um, Oftentimes a quick decision or a decision where we're just relying on the information that we currently have or just feels right um, can sometimes lead us into very difficult and challenging circumstances. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Now that doesn't mean... Do not depend on your own. It doesn't mean that don't think about it and, and ignore any kind of ideas or thoughts or feelings that you have about it. It's not saying that. It's saying don't just depend on those and ignore what God is saying or not seeking His will in the situation. Um, if we want to have fewer dead ends and failures in our life, we need to adhere to what the Bible says. And it says this, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't just depend on your thinking or what you think is the right thing to do or what feels right to you. Seek Him. Seek Him. The word seek there doesn't mean a casual uh, turning of the year. Oh, what do, you, what do you have to say about this, God? I'm doing this anyway, but stop me if it's wrong. It's not talking about, it. it's saying, God, I want to know. Is this the right direction? Is this the right decision? Is this the right thing to do? Is this the right relationship to go into? Is this the right job to take? Is this the right decision? Is this the right investment? Is this the right thing to do? Seek His will in all you do and He will show you which path to take. Isn't it interesting that it says there, which path to take? What does that mean? That means there's multiple paths. Oftentimes, there's not just one option. Oftentimes, there's multiple options. And it says, as we seek Him, as we don't just rely on what we think is the right thing to do, but we process our plans and our decisions through, through a, a framework of, of seeking God and wanting to hear from Him and looking through the Scriptures and looking for His leading. If we do that, It says, he'll show you which path to take. I don't know about you, but I've definitely made decisions in the past where it felt like the right thing to do. 
but it ended up not being the, <laughs> the right thing. So number one, trust in God's plan. He has a plan. It may not seem like he's got a plan at times, but he has a plan. Trust in it. And that, if you tie that back to what I was saying before about our thinking and our attitudes, it's bringing it back to God and helping and saying, God, align my thinking, my attitudes, the way I see this situation. Help me to see it from your perspective and not just my perspective. And number two, not only trusting in his plan, but trusting in his timing. Isaiah 30 verse 18 in the message translation says this, but God's not finished. He's waiting around to be gracious to you. He's gathering strength to show mercy to you. God takes the time to do everything right. Everything. Those who wait around for him are the lucky ones. Those who wait around for him are the lucky, thing, are the lucky ones. You know, it's really helpful to understand that God's delays are not necessarily God's denials. Timing is everything, they say in comedy. <laughs> you know what? It's also very important in dance. I should know I'm an amazing dancer. <laughs> not. <laughs> um, but if you're going to be successful in dance, you must be able to respond to rhythm and timing. Have we got any dancers in the place? Any dancers? No, just me? <laughs> you must be able to respond to rhythm and timing. It's the same in the spirit. If you, think, if you, if you use the walking with God, the moving of God's spirit, you can, you, can, um, you can use the same analogy of dance. It's about rhythm and it's about timing. It's the same in the spirit. People don't understand that God's timings are always trying to make the right things happen. Sorry, people who don't understand God's timing are always trying to make the right things happen at the wrong time. Like when you're dancing with a partner and you're trying to do something that the other person's doing or, or if God, you know, who's the lead dance, is trying to lead you but you don't want to be led and he's trying to go one way and you go, oh, I want to go this way. Rhythm and timing, if you understand rhythm and you allow God to lead, then you're going to be in step with him. When you're out of step, when you're dancing with a partner and you're out of step, everyone can tell that you're out of step. Rhythm and timing are the key to moving in God's spirit. Rhythm and timing. Knowing the rhythms and the timings of God and aligning us. Now, they don't always make sense to us with our practical mind. Why would he do that? Why would he not do that now? This makes perfect sense to me. But if we go back to that scripture, Isaiah 30, God's not finished. He's waiting around to be gracious to you. Sometimes we think he's withholding from us when he's actually slowing down the process 
because he wants to be more gracious. He's gathering strength to show mercy. And he takes the time to do everything right. Everything. So trusting in God, his plan and trusting in his timing. As we do that in 2019, I'm telling you, you'll have the best year that you've ever had. And you'll see God doing things on your behalf that you maybe have been trying to do, get breakthroughs and see things happen in your own strength, in your own understanding. And I'm not saying we don't do anything, we just sit back and just, that's fatalism. That's not Christianity, that's Hinduism. Oh, whatever happens is going to happen and, and I've got no part to play in it and it's just all in God's hands. No, that's not Christianity. We have a part to play just in any relationship. We have a part to follow God's lead. And as you follow God's lead in 2019, I can guarantee you, you'll see things happen that you've wanted to see happen and you'll have a year that you've never had because you're in the rhythm and the timing of God. So we're just going to, if Ryan can come up, what time is it? Oh, it's already 10 past. Why don't we stand? We're going to pray. Um, but I just want to, I just got a couple of words for a couple of people. Don't do this often in church, but because it's a small Sunday and a lot of people are away, I thought I'll just take a couple of minutes. Is that all right? Just to, I want to, I want to, I've got a word for Victor. Come out here, Victor. Is that all right? Is that Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Hey? Yeah, yeah, no, just face this way. You don't have to look at them. Turn around this way. This is, I really believe, I was praying last night and this morning just about different, what God wanted to say. And I believe God wants to say to you that 2019 is a year of restoration for you. And as you follow Him, things that you've maybe let go of or, or thick words. God's called you from an early age. From an early age. And even as a youngster, He put things in your heart and He shaped you and He's, and he's, and he's called you. And He's going to begin to remind you of some of those things. He may have already, I don't know, but I feel like the Lord's saying, I'm going to begin to remind you of things I spoke to you when you were young. Things that I placed within you. You've got to call a God on your life. And God is going, in 2019, begin to restore those things that have been broken and stolen from your life. Things that you've also casually thrown away by decisions that you've made. But you know what? God's not holding that against you because He loves you and He has a purpose for you. And 2009, as you follow me, says the Lord, as you follow my lead and do as I ask, you will see the restoration of your hopes and dreams and the things that I placed in your heart as a young boy, says the Lord. Father, I thank you for Victor. I thank you, God, that you're at work in his life, in his family, and you're restoring hopes, dreams, desires that have been placed in his heart by you from a young age. And you'll see your purpose come to pass in his life in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
Thank you, Lord. Ozzy, stay there. I've got a word for you. Father, I thank you for this young man. I thank you, Jesus, that you're at work in his life. I see 2019 is going to be a year of um, stretching. And God wants you to know that it's all part of preparation. He's going to stretch you in regards to trust. I don't know if you've got trust issues, but... (laughs) But growing in God is all about learning to trust he's going he's gonna to develop you 2019 you're not, you're not doing second year at college because you made a decision you're doing second year at college because he wanted you there that's no accident and he's going to be speaking to you and he's going to be developing you he's going to be stretching you he's going to be preparing you for the call and the purpose and the plan that he has for your life. Never underestimate yourself, the Lord would say. Never underestimate what I've put in you, says God. He's going to begin to develop a confidence, a self-assurance. built upon a trust in God and a reliance on his word and his promises Father I thank you 2019 we're going to see Austin growing in the purpose and the plan of God from the inside out in Jesus name Obi and TJ I saw you walk in late (laughs) Come out here And God's still giving you a word Wow (laughs) I was looking at you guys when I was preaching that word You know what, the Lord said to me This word's for them This word is for them Trust in the Lord with all your heart Do not lean on your own understanding I mean you're both bright people very intelligent and the the, uh, the, the tendency when you're very intelligent as I would know <laughs> not only am I a good dancer I'm very intelligent <laughs> no, the, the, the thing with very intelligent people is that you're, you're very good at analysing and putting everything together making a plan and then following that plan through and that's a skill that's a skill that you do in your own work environment it's a gift that God's given you but the Lord is saying that this word do not just lean on your own understanding about the situation 
the circumstances, the plans, and the decisions that you that lay before you. Seek the Lord, because He will show you the path that He has for you. Do not lean on your own understanding. He has everything laid out for you. You're not in this country by accident. It's the design and the plan of God. And He's brought you here as part of His purpose and plan. So don't just think, oh, I've got to do this, I've got to do that, and put all the bits and pieces together and then go, right, let's analyse this, let's, let's weigh it up, let's do a SWOT analysis. <laughs> let's, oh, here we go. Yeah, that's, this is the one. Let's go do that. Don't keep God out of the process. And I'm not saying you shouldn't do all of those things, but don't keep God out of that process. Seek God. And not just casually, like, yeah, okay, God, if, you know, if you've got something to say, let me know. No, you guys together come before God. This is a, this is a pivotal time for you guys. This is like a this is like a um, sliding doors type time for you guys. Have you seen that movie Sliding Doors? You know what that means. The analogy is, you know, you can go through two different doors, end up in a whole completely different future because of decisions that are made. Um, God's purpose is right before you. He is going to lead you. Seek Him. And He'll show you the path to take. The path to His blessing and His purpose for your lives. Father, I thank You for this awesome couple. I thank You, Jesus, as they make their decisions about uh, about Your leading and, and their future. Father, I thank You. As they seek You, You will fulfill Your promise in Your Word. God, and You will. Show them the path to take. You'll make it clear as day. Your word is the lamp to their feet and a light to their path. And as they seek you in your word, you will clearly and succinctly show them what they are to do. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Bless you guys. (laughs) Thank you, God time is it quarter past Kevin and Tracy I'll do one more Kevin this is Kevin this is Tracy thank you Jesus I don't know whether you know this but God really delights in you too. Are you aware of that? <laughs> I know that. The Lord would say, tell them. And I was praying about this this morning. And he said, tell Kevin and Tracy that I really delight in them. I think sometimes maybe you're trying to, wanting, you just such a desire to please God and to do what he wants. You get anxious, oh, maybe I haven't done this, maybe I haven't done that, I need to do this, maybe he's not doing this because I haven't done that. Get a bit anxious and a bit worried about, God God wants you to know, you know what, I delight in you. Relax. (laughs) Relax. Relax in my love. Relax in 
the safety of knowing that I am working all things together for your good. He's very, very pleased with you. So 2019, I really feel like the Lord's saying is a is a year of just just going with God, accepting that you know what God loves me, He's for me, He's leading us, He's providing for us. I don't need to I don't need to be worried about whether I've done the wrong thing or I've, I've taken this step wrong or it's just like you know what I'm just gonna I'm just gonna walk with God. And you're going to see him begin to, 2019 is going to be a year of his uh, opening up doors of opportunity for you, desires that have been within your heart. Doors are opening for you. And they're opening because of things that you've done in preparation. It's going to be a good year. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you for this couple. I thank you, Lord, for what they do in the life of this congregation, for their leadership, for their heart for you. And we thank you, Lord. 2019 is going to just be a year of blessing, of of just basking in your love, in your goodness, in your grace, in your mercy. Father, I thank you that it's going to just flow out of them. God's going to increase your influence not only within this congregation, but just amongst the people that you are in contact with. You're going to find people starting to come to you more for advice. They're going to see something on you and they're going to want your input into their lives. And the the Lord would say, when that happens, know that this is coming from me and you're to speak into their world the things that I've taught you, says God. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand. Thank you, Jesus. 20 past 11. We could go all day. I'd love to prophesy over everybody. Um, but they're just the ones that paid me. Joke. <laughs> Should have seen Nicole's look then. <laughs> oh, what a stupid joke that is. <laughs> no, you know what? God is good. And I can tell you if, you, if you take if you take the Bible and you say, God, speak to me, I'm telling you, He will speak to you. He will speak to you. He'll clearly outline the things that He's got for you and the way to go. And I'm telling you, this 2019 will be a phenomenal year as you do what we talked about there in that message. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Give the Lord a great big hand. God bless you. Thanks for coming this morning. I thought it was just going to be Nicole and I. I was going to prophesy over her. Did you know you got the best husband in the world? Hey, uh, as Nick said, uh, we're giving the cafe team a break today as well. We 